Welcome back to WD MagicCast for the week of December 10th, 2023. This is episode 244. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. WD MagicCast, the show about the mouse, the marvels, the galaxy, and beyond. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. And this week's show, Dave Goldman and I sit down and discuss not one, not two, but since it's been a while, all three of the Doctor Who's 60th anniversary specials that have aired on Disney Plus everywhere except for in the UK, where you saw it on the good old BBC. So sit back, enjoy the show, some banter, some discussions, and um, make sure to join in this conversation on our social media networks. We're on X, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you name it. Uh, threads we're out there um, at WD Magicast. Make sure to check us out and also make sure while you're at it online checking things out, check out our T Public store, which has a lot of great sales going on and maybe getting a little tight to get there for Christmas, but you may still be able to do it. Lots of great sales. T shirts are on sale, sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, coffee mugs, all sorts of things. Make great gifts or get something for yourself and support your favorite show while you're at it. Also, another warning. Since we're doing three episodes, we may go a little long. We're going to try not to, but we may go a little long. Just a warning. Just a little heads up. We don't know. We'll find out in time because that's what this is all about. And on that bombshell, on with the show. Very few TV shows make it 60 years. Very few. I mean, soap operas, maybe there's one or two that are still running. Uh, News programs, but that's different. Game shows, even those push the limits of trying to make it 60 years. I mean, even them, um, they come back in different iterations. But a show to run almost 60 years consistently with only taking a couple years off as a hiatus, that is an accomplishment. And one show has done that. It's a sci-fi show of all things. It's a British sci-fi show that until in the past 10, 20 years, most people probably haven't heard of or only slightly heard of it by name but couldn't tell you anything else about it and that is doctor who and like doctor who a gentleman who is on his uh fifth regeneration and gets younger and more handsome uh as he ages dave gallman is here recent doctor who convert and um we are here to discuss the 60th and this was i dave welcome thank you Thank you, Matthew. This has been something that we, the two of you, you, you and I, have been working on since the beginning of the year. Yes. <laughs> and since yes, we, we announced Doctor Who's coming to Disney Plus and that the 60th is coming up, and I said, you know, gave you the challenge, you should check it out. Uh, you accepted the challenge. You, you've done well with the challenge. You, you yes. didn't, you know, fit, you, you, you set the goal to watch all of them. You haven't gone through all 15 seasons yet. No, it's a lot. But, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Uh, but uh, it uh, you you did really well. Um, you you were in the the Matt Smith era, I believe. Yeah, I'm still in Matt Smith. Uh, yeah, I was truck I was trucking right along there, but life happens, and it you know you get busy with things and stuff, and it, it's hard to get that. Uh, but I had enough knowledge of the show to watch these three specials because David Tennant's back in it and Donna, uh, uh, I don't know the actress's name, but Donna, the character's back in there. So I asked you to make sure. Catherine that there Tate. Would, yep. Thank you. I wanted you to know. make sure there was no spoilers or whatever. And you were like, there shouldn't be. So yeah. So I watched 13 them. seasons. I, I, I stand corrected. There's been 13 seasons 13. so far of the, the new, uh, the 2005 forward stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you, um, after watching it, I felt where you're at, you had a, a enough knowledge yes. to understand most of what's going on. And I probably could fill in any of the um, the deep dive stuff that um, happened, particularly particularly in the uh, the in the third episode. The third episode. The, the yeah, there was only one thing that happened there where I was like, oh, spoiler alert. So when we get to that, I'll ask you if that was. Yeah, that yeah, was you an did. Yeah, whoever did. There was a few things. Uh, the one one scene in uh, um, the toy maker was mention- making some references to things. I'm like, oh, Dave hasn't <laughs> got it there yet. <laughs> it's, it's all good. By the time I get to it, I'm gonna forget what he said. So no. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but all right, so. So going into it, um, what are your where? How do you feel you stand with Doctor Who? What do you what do you think of the the show in general? The show in general is awesome. Um, but it was like it was weird because I'm watching the stuff that was back in what 2005, 2006. Yeah. So to automatically fast forward to what's filmed now, you could tell it's like a total. It's a different show, not a different show, but it's like I went from one extreme to the other. I didn't get really to see it develop over the time because you can tell it's produced different now and everything i don't know if that makes any sense but well, I went from an, yeah I, yeah i went from an 06 show produced show to a 2023 produced show so it's different well what's what's strange is that the the three that we just watched now were um produced by russell t davies who is the gentleman who did the um first four first four seasons of doctor who Oh, okay. Of, of the 2005 stuff. Okay. So he wrote and, and did a lot of the, the producing. I can see that because it, it, it felt like a three-part story arc. To me, it felt, I don't know about you, but it felt like that. And the third one knocked it out of the park. So, and that's what's happened with some of the seasons. You know, he it, it takes a little while to develop. And then once you get to the last couple episodes, you, you have to stream. You have to binge them to get through. So it, yeah. I got the same kind of feeling for these three little for these three episodes. I won't call them little because they were like an hour each. So you need three hours to watch this. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, because you're you're what? Uh, I forget what you're somewhere in the Matt Smith. I forget which episode you're on. Uh, but you're somewhere around the 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, 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 season five, season six, somewhere in there, I think. So you're, you're more than halfway there. Yeah. No, it still had the Doctor Who feel. It's not like it was to- like a different experience. No. Uh, it was just you know got to get 
just used to it visually. It's, it was just different. <laughs> Things change, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that's that's any show as you know. Even look at Star Trek as you you know you progress through the seasons, you know. Effects change, budgets change. They do things differently. Oh, we're going to film it this way now and do that and uh, include these type of things in it yeah. now. So that's that's unusual. Uh, speaking of including things, um, I know you wanted to take a quick step out of Doctor Who and over to, to Star Wars over a slight little piece of news that was dropped recently um, regarding um, the man who we trust, yes. Mr. David Filoni, who <laughs> shares your name because he loves you so much. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't know. I would take a quick sidetrack because uh, we didn't really get a chance to to talk about his promotion. I guess you can call it promotion. What what, what are your thoughts on him getting this promotion? Because uh, ultimately, um, he's got more authority over what's produced, I'm assuming, but he doesn't yes. have he's, – he, he's not Kathleen Kennedy. So everything still has to go through her, right? Right. And to me, it's – I, I, you know what? I, to be honest, I didn't read too, too much into it other than thinking, I'm like, oh, good for him. He deserves it. But to me, also, is it a matter of, well, he was kind of doing the job anyway. Now he's just got the title. They just have the title. So, that, yeah, right. that's the thing. It's like, if, if it's, if it's status quo, business as usual, they just slapped him with a new title, then fine. You know what I mean? Then I'm okay with that. But if, if they're adding extra, uh, stuff to his plate is that going to spread him thin and then the stories aren't going to be as cohesive or as good because he's stretched thin i mean you know he's doing a lot of stuff he's with ahsoka and everything else and trying to get the movie that he's in charge of so it's like you know how good is his product going to be if he's overloaded with stuff right and then that's a good question and I mean, even Kim dro- tried to drop a bombshell on me before where she said, oh, did you hear that the latest Mandalorian season um, may be a movie and not a uh, full season on Disney Plus? I said, well, that's not news. Um, that is something that's actually been in the works for quite some time that uh, the, the vision was for. And this has been season says pre season two. I think of Mandalorian where uh, there was going to be a, a get together. Now the, the parts have changed through that, but uh, the current vision is for Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka to all come together in yeah. a uh, Avenger style, I guess, movie um, for lack of a better term. I hate to mix that and say an Avenger style movie, but a, a team up movie. No, it makes sense. Cause um, that's how they basically laid it out. It's all different series coming together and, and right. one, ep- and one Epic finale supposedly. But I, I, I don't know if it, it will do. Cause can you take these streaming episodes and make it a box office success? Like, or should it just be a Disney plus release that that's where I'm, I'm on the fence. Like, cause from what I've told, this is supposed to be an actual movie in the theaters. Yes. So I don't know if that's going to, you know what I mean? Will it be that successful in the box office? I don't know. Um, it, in all honesty, I mean, if you just judge alone by this, the uh, marketing power of the Mandalorian brand, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, I mean, you you walk around nowadays, and there's Grogu stuff everywhere, and people are buying it up. I mean, people got yeah. wearing the merchandise, and just they may not know his name as Grogu, but they know Baby Yoda or whatever. I mean, they they know the character, and True. you know, having full access in a a theater 
to for a movie with that he's in. I, yeah, I, I would think that's that should be a um, a good gamble. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I you know Star Wars fan. I want to see it succeed. I have my trepidations of of uh, their first movie coming out being a sequel, like basically a follow up to the. Um, Rise of Skywalker, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be a Daisy uh, Ridley movie based, you know. So I'm a little I'm a little worried about that one because the the sequel trilogies weren't really well received and I don't know how successful that movie's going to be, but whatever. It's all about Dave Filoni. We trust him. Hopefully his I want him to succeed. I just don't want him to be overburdened because most of the stuff he does is 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 awesome, you know. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I we haven't gotten into an Ahsoka review, but, you know, my feelings, I got a mixed bag on Ahsoka. But, you know, if put her with everybody, I think I'll like her better. So, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what no, I'm No, 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 it makes perfect sense. To me, it makes perfect sense. And I, I, I think I understand where you're getting from. And since we haven't done the review yet on it, I don't want to say too much. Right. Uh, but I would look forward to seeing more. Yeah, uh, I'm going to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, good luck to uh, Mr. Filoni. Um, you know, the promotion is well earned. Yes, and uh, I am excited to see what he is going to gift to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and on that, let's go back to time and space. Um, so yeah, we we were given three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm trying to think about the best way to do this. They're, they're, you know, it's going to be hard to avoid spoilers, but um, maybe let's do it this way. And I think this will probably be the best way for the audience and for ourselves. Um, we will quickly talk about, we'll, we'll talk about each episode um, in a brief individually and give our rankings for those episodes and then we could go more into into detail after that so the 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 first episode being the star beast um and that one dropped uh thanksgiving weekend here but uh so that that was the the first one to come out um david ten shows back up as the the doctor i think that you know that's fair enough details right yep. now uh, <laughs> yeah, meets up back up with Donna, and they found a uh, cuddly little gremlin type creature, yeah. and uh, the episode pursues from there. Um, well, what were your general, without getting you know too much yeah. of the details, what were, what were your thoughts on this one? It was uh, it was a get comfortable again with Doctor Who and the Doctor and Donna. That's that's how I felt about this one is because you haven't seen them in well, I know you haven't seen them in a while together. So it's like, yeah, get to know them again, you know, and, and you know, and introduce the wacky little creature and all that. Um, but no, it was I, I this one I enjoyed. Um, I, I expected what I, I mean, it is what it, I expected. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't disappoint me. I didn't. I didn't it's hard to explain. Like, I don't know. It, it's Doctor Who. You know what I mean? It didn't disappoint. Me. No. <laughs> you got what you would expect from a Doctor Who episode, you know, with David Tennant. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it's. I saw it in the way that they started it off as okay. This is a since we're on a new platform and potentially getting a lot of new audience, or we're reaching out for new audience, or bringing people back. 
mm-hmm. you know, people that may have been gone for a while. Kind of here's the state of things, reintroductory. This is kind of the show and how things run. It, it was a um, kind of like a re, like I said, reintroductory type of episode. Yeah, and. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. That's a smart move. If if they did that, if, if that was the thought process to introduce it to Disney Plus to get the new fans, what better way than to bring two of the most popular go- people? You know what I mean? Well, and, and that's it. We here's a tried and true combination that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know these two work. We have story that we can build off of here that will make people want to. People who like what they see now and want to go, oh, I want to see more of them. Will go back. And see the old stuff, which I'm still thinking there's an announcement there somewhere. I was I called one of them. I wasn't sure if I did that in the podcast or if um, that was in uh, a, some sort of other conversation that we were in. Um, but I, I made a prediction, and it did come true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will get you know my other prediction is that the rest of the 2005 stuff is going to end up on Disney Plus soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we shall see, and I, I'm going to say by the, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we may find this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you, you go back and check out the old stuff. You got plenty of backstory and stuff that you can go enjoy about them and, and learn more about the show and really get uh, into it. But they, you know, the way they have David Tennant kind of narrate the introduction of this, which was not something that's typically done on a given episode, but they, they do it in such a way that Let's give you the, uh, you know, quick Reader's Digest version of what has happened, what to expect, and welcome to this world. Mm. And uh, a, a safe enough episode that kind of, it didn't talk down to the audience, particularly if you are a, f- a fan that's been around for a while. Because they, they mentioned a lot of things and did a lot of things that um, is been done before or is typical for uh david Tent's doctor and uh they they you know they did kind of just kind of run right into it but they did it in such a way that at least for me that if you haven't seen it before didn't seem like it would be completely mind-blowing and take you out of it because you didn't understand what's happening mm-hmm. true yeah yeah so as my like, sorry to cross reference again, but that that was some of the complaints with Ahsoka, you know, where some people got lost trying to watch that because it was so deep in in the the lore of of uh, you know the Clone Wars and all that stuff like that that they couldn't follow what was going on. Doctor Who did not do that, you know what I'm saying? Like you could right. you could if you were a noob to the show, you you could watch it and not be left with any questions of who this is. If anything, you might be like, wow, this was cool. I'm gonna go back and watch. Right, and I think they they set it up that way really good, mm-hmm. because if you didn't know who Rose was, you're just okay. Rose, okay, it just means you know something. Obviously, it means something to him, right? Um, but they didn't waste time to try and get into that. But they didn't make it to the point that you had to know who Rose was. Yes, exactly. Other than it's it's something important to to that doctor. Um. So all those little nuances, everything I thought they did well. The spe- the visual effects were cool. The the twist in the story might have been a little predictable, yeah. but it, I still enjoyed it either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of ten, how would you give it? 
Um, because I'm trying to see what my last one uh, for the third one, because I don't want to overrate this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I give this one eight. An eight? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I give it a give it a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, only because the next one's probably gonna be a lower score for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, it, it was enjoyable. I thought, and uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. Um, all right. Second one, Wild Blue Yonder, which is a very strange name for um, <laughs> what ends up being the episode. Mm-hmm. So Donna and the Doctor go off onto the spaceship, and it, it's really the two of them the entire episode. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, which, which was very interesting. Um Interesting premise. It took a once it unfolded, it everything made sense, but it took a little bit to get there. Um, I didn't. One of the things that bothered me with this episode, and this is me uh, kind of nitpicking on the production and was some of the special effects that were being used. Um, I thought like the spaceship special effects that they did were beautiful, but the, for the alien creature special effects. N- Seemed like they cut back on the budget. Oh, okay. I could see that though. I could see yeah. it. Um, it, not that it took anything out, but it just kind of made it a little more silly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the intent because otherwise, it, you know, you don't want to make it overly scary, right? Especially right. with the episode that was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, to me, it was just another. It was just any other uh, Doctor Who episode. Mm-hmm. Like to me, there there wasn't anything that like really stood out that was key importance right it was just here, here's an episode yeah. um, until we get to the end right yeah i'm with you i, like, I think i told you this felt like a, 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 a an episode that was created back when COVID was in because it was just them two for the whole hour yeah. and it was like okay what are we doing and like you said it because it's an uh what 55 minute episode hour episode and it really didn't they didn't put two and two together until with like 10, 15 minutes left. But once you got that reveal, you're like, okay, now the episode makes sense. So I'm wondering yeah. if I did a rewatch, would it, would I enjoy it a little bit better? I don't know, but <laughs> I didn't totally hate it. It was just like, come on, what's going on? <laughs> right. And you know what? There was some nice moments to it too. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll get into this, but uh, there were some nice moments to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, out of ten, where would you get this one? This one, I'll knock it down to a seven. And I, I'm, I'm kind of following suit. I'll give it a six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, we have the giggle. The giggle. Which to me, this is the official 60th anniversary episode because um, yeah. everything just kind of cul- culminates on this one. Um, and this is where the 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 big big. Uh, the bad, the, the other ones you have had, okay, so you had a creature of the week type of thing. Yeah, this yeah. is um, the one that they were really hyping up in the promotions, uh, where you have Neil Patrick Harris come in, um, he's playing the celestial toy maker. That's, I'm not gonna say that's a spoiler because that's kind of been out there, yeah, uh, it's in all the press releases and everything. And um, you have a lot happening in this. And um, I, I, you know, this one is intense, and mm-hmm. I was I was riveted um, pretty much the entire time 
um, just glued to it. Like I, I didn't want it to end because I was enjoying um, the battle, uh, battle of wits and battle of minds between the toy maker and the doctor mm-hmm. so much. Um, and, and this one, like I would dare say that like Neil Patrick Harris's character carried the whole entire episode. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would, I would completely agree with that. Like he, 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 he stole yeah. the, <laughs> he stole the episode, man. It was, <laughs> and he, he claims he had never really heard of Dr. Who or knew anything about Dr. Who until he was casted. Wow. Wow. Well, Hey, good job. <laughs> good wow. job. Yes. So, um, so not, not to waste more time. How would you rate this one? Uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half. I'm giving. I'm giving it like a. Uh, I'd give it an eight and a half. Wow. Oh, well, you're you're the you're the uh, aficionado of the Doctor Who stuff, so I'm a little bit more lenient with my scoring. <laughs> that, that's because there's some episodes that you haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, particularly, you haven't seen the 50th anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. So if you watch the 50th anniversary episode. And then you you think back to the sixtieth. Yeah. Trust me. You 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 <laughs> I'll amend my scores then. Yeah, to me okay. the fiftieth is a ten. Okay. So and as as much as I, I, I like the giggle, the fiftieth anniversary really just Yeah. Um the writing, the the acting, everything is superb. Yeah. I'm just going uh, by the the limited episodes that I have seen. This that the giggle was definitely one of the best ones. I'm not saying it's the best, but it was one of the best ones that I have seen thus far. So let me just uh, paint a quick little picture for you and for everybody else. You know how you're the grumpy old man when it comes to Star Wars, and yes. this is how you like your Star Wars, and this yes. you know. <laughs> and I'm so. a lot more forgiving and like, okay, well, come on, you know, and a yeah. lot more you know positive and. Um, you know, going along. Let's switch roles here with Doctor Who. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of like a, a buddy of ours, uh, Transformers. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but no, I, 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 I have come it. to embrace it and, and I welcome the, the new stuff. But sometimes I do think, for me, I feel they go a little too far with trying to rewrite the wheel. Okay. Um and, and adding in things and say, oh, this is this is how this happened, and a lot of that happened in the past two seasons that um, Chris Chernow was uh, in uh, Jodie Whittaker, and not to any full Jodie Whittaker, she does not write the scripts, she just has to act out the scripts I was giving her. But the the people that wrote the scripts and the the showrunner that um came up with this stuff and came up with these ideas did I. I personally think did a, a fair amount of damage and, you know, it's going to take some time to recover from that and, you know, write themselves out of it. Mm. Um, but with Russell T Davies, I think we are in a, a better place. Right. I can't say I, I was a huge fan of everything he did um, when he was showrunner, but I liked it a lot more than what we just had. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and, and I enjoyed his stuff. And he came up with Torchwood, which I, you know, it's a spinoff I really enjoyed. It's a very different take in the universe, so I, I, you know, I mentally can keep them separate. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I, you know, you know, Captain Jack is um, generally from his, you know, his creation is is actually um, uh, the guy after him. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I, I digress. There, there, there's, there's a lot of things that, if, um, you know, that, that kind of way for me on this. But still, it, you know, an 8.5 is still a very solid score. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, to me, towards the end, it felt like they had to write themselves out of what they got into. Mm-hmm. But again, we will we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm really glad you enjoyed them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, it just gets me like, because I was able to get those. I know you wanted to do the review. It's not like I, I forced myself to watch them, but I found the time to watch them. And it got me the itch, so now I'm like, okay, I gotta go back. I gotta get yeah, back go back and get right back. To it. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. All right, so um, I, there's our review. Um, you know, spoiler-free parts of it are our grades. Um, if you haven't watched Star Beast, Wild Blue Yonder, and The Giggle yet, uh, pause the episode here, go enjoy them, and come back and hear us break it down some more. If you have watched them, well, then join along and um, see what we have to say. And then uh, join the conversation on the social network. So let us know, you know, send us a message or uh, tweet or whatever. And let us know what you thought of them. And, you know, if you agree with us, if you see things differently, um, whatever. We we, we definitely want to hear from you um, at Disney Marvel's. Hello. It's only been a year and a half. Um, (laughs) At WD Magicast. There it is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, we'll find out. Uh, we can discuss these things. But, um, yeah, so uh, Star Beast uh, kind of remind me, remind me of Gremlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fuzzy <laughs> creature, feed him after midnight, and he goes, you know, bonkers. <laughs> and then the demon comes out. <laughs> but I, I have to say, it's like, okay, the, the insect creatures... Uh, whoever they were, were using yeah. the stun setting, but their stun setting was still blowing up buildings. Blowing up buildings, yeah. <laughs> but it was that it was that classic uh, bait and switch because you think the insect people are the bad guys, and right. you think that it was it a meep, uh, was it called or meep, meep. or something? Yeah, yes, sorry. And 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 for people who are Disney people, uh, especially people who follow Phineas and Ferb, it's not the meep from Phineas and Ferb. This is a different meep, but it it's could very meep. well be you know there could be a connection there because I was pointing out to my um. Uh, uh, film uh, teacher that you know oh you have the meat from Phoenix and Ferb who very much resembles the meat from here and you just put the mustache on him it's going to be exactly the same <laughs> right. uh, well, the, the ears but it, there's, a, there's a good chance that there could be a connection here that it wasn't a meat by accident uh, you know that um, it's a distant ancestor. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm planning to see now that there is a connection now a connection between Phineas and Ferb and Doctor Who, which I don't think there was actually one before already. <laughs> so yeah, so you thought the Meep was uh, was the good person, the good individual, good character, whatever. Uh, he is then, a fuzzy little creature that yeah, needed protection. Look at the fuzzy little buddy rabbit. Yeah, and all of a sudden it snarled and showed its teeth, and I was like, oh. Okay, then. And I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he pulled out, what's that? Uh, um, the mice uh, that wanted to take over the world. It was an old cartoon. <laughs> oh, I forgot the name of it. 
Was in it with with the uh, pinky uh, and the brain. Pinky and the brain. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Brian. What are we gonna do tonight? <laughs> we do not every night, Pinky. <laughs> Take over the world. Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Brain. But if where are we gonna find rubber pants big enough? <laughs> oh yep. boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers show people. Sorry. And but yes, um, and the TARDIS got an upgrade, right? Did they show the TARDIS in this one? Yes, I believe. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, one point. I think it was a little bit towards the end. Uh, yeah, it was a little. Tor- it was towards the end that they they finally went back into the TARDIS. You got to see the uh, the new desktop theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I have to sh- send you that one. You're you're well past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, they they. Uh, uh, new console room happens often. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful and sleek console room too. It, it it again gives you the the sense of the size of the TARDIS, which um, in these sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, we weren't able to do so much. Um, now, with the thanks of either larger budget set and CGI, that they're able to to do this stuff. Uh, it to me also felt a lot like Matt Smith's second TARDIS console room. Okay. With the uh, console being on a platform, and there's the stairs underneath, and then the the pathways up to different doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, to me, it kind of had uh, a very similar feeling to that, <clears throat> but it. Um, I think it looks beautiful. It's very sleek, very bright. Mm-hmm. Where before it was, it started to get a little like dark and dreary. And um, this is kind of giving it a little more um, cheeriness mm. with also still feeling very much like a spaceship. How do you think they handle? Cause this, that was, it, uh, blah, that was in this episode. Yeah. Spit it up. Um, how do you think they handled the Donna thing with her memory? A little bit of a cop out. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's um, what I thought. I was like, oh, that's the easy way out, man. Yeah, but uh, without making it like too techno about or, spe- or really having to spend too much time of the episode mm-hmm. and, um, weighing down the, the episode with just trying to solve that problem. Right. Um, because that would that, be the only thing, because they really didn't go into detail on it, but that would be, if you were a newcomer to it and you saw that, you would probably be like, what's that all about? You know what I mean? Well, because um, David Tennant did mention it about, well, you know, my friend, uh, I had to block her memory. Otherwise, if she ever right. remembers me, she will die. So he, they set that up ahead of time to drop you right into it, to the, the uh, solution of, oh, well, you know, because she has a daughter and it, it got split that way. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, all right, whatever. You know what? Sure. Yeah. You know, like I said, you don't want to spend too much time on it because you'll the you'll immediately lose the people that were you know new to this uh, this stuff. Mm-hmm. The the people who've been around are going to be okay when we get on with this, and <laughs> right. it, it's it's like okay. Um, so here's a quick write out of it. Yeah, I'm like uh, all right, it, it's. I've seen them do worse. Okay, yeah, I thought I was like that's to me. I felt okay. That was the easy way out 
but whatever. Now we can move on. <laughs> well, it, it, but that really, that's what it was. It was yeah. okay. This is, um, uh, this is a quick way out of it, and this is how we, yeah, move on from here. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's hit the hit the ground running. Let's not worry too much about about that. But I I did like the the careful setup of Donna not seeing him. Hmm. And yeah. missing everything going on. Mom, there's a giant space crash, uh, spaceship crashing to Earth. Sure there is, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are there's no such thing as spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> I I love Catherine Tate. Um yeah. I, I I do feel like she was a little s- softer in, in these episodes yeah. than she was. Um, originally, I mean, but it, you know, she's older, uh, more mature. You know, it, it, you know, she's a mother now, and and whatnot. Um, so you, you know, she's not going to be as flamboyant and eccentric as she was, um, whenever she was, you know, first in the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, just has that energy and that just, yeah, you know, that wit. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and then we, we meet the meep, and you know, it's just like, okay, you're going for the heartstring, you know, get the, the, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, oh, here's the sympathetic little alien creature that's gonna eat your brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, it, it, again, it, it was, <clears throat> um, you kind of had the sense that there was, there was going to be more, <clears throat> or the, so, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, that there is more going on than what we're you know seeing on the surface here, mm-hmm. and it didn't exactly pan out as I thought it was. I thought all this was going to connect back to the toy maker, um, which it didn't for some strange reason. But um, it I it was still a nice fun episode. Again, kind of the monster of the week type of yeah type of deal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then uh, what happened? Uh, Donna spills her coffee on the TARDIS, and then we go into episode. Of course, two. right after she says, "Oh, the last job I had, I got fired for it because I spilled <laughs> coffee on the computer." <laughs> Brand new TARDIS. What she does? Spills coffee on it, and you have flames <laughs> shooting everywhere. Oh man! Uh, which leads us right into Wild Blue Yonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they crash into a, another spaceship on the edge of space. Right. Um, there's no crew on it. It is a, a ship that goes on forever. Um, the Doctor and Donna are trying to figure out what's happening, and then they run into the um, the aliens of the week and um, who take on the form of their prey, for a, a lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I like how they you they introduce themselves. So you you have mm. Donna working in the one room and the doctor working right. in a different room, and then all of a sudden the other one is in the room where they weren't before. Right. And they start having these conversations. And they're actually like if you listen to a very kind of deep and uh conversations that kind of really pull you into the characters mm. on the emotional end. Right. Um, kind of the emotional and the tragic end. Um, and you, you again, if you're new to Doctor Who, you learned a lot from those couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
which again is, I think, what they did. And if you're not, you get the nostalgic end. Yeah. And it would be like, you know, you have this deep moment with them, and then my arms are too long. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? what? <laughs> Where'd that uh, come from? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the arms. I can never get the arms right. Uh, which, that's what it was. I, I was like, th- this was from another episode. What was it? Which one was it from? I, oh, I can never get the w- something right. It's from the 11th hour. Okay. From uh, Matt Smith, where you have the uh, the evil fish. The evil creature. fish. I don't think I got to that one yet. <laughs> yeah, it was the first Matt Smith episode. Was it? Then I saw Prisoner that. Prisoner Zero. I had to have. And he was duplicating the people who are in, the, uh, in a coma. And going around, he said, oh, you know, I can never get the mouths right. Oh, okay. I know. Yep. I got you. So I'm like, yes. oh, wait, did, did, I've heard this before. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean it's the same creature or anything. It's just, it was just a line that yeah. brought me to another episode. Uh-huh. Probably completely unintentional. Yeah. Uh, well, there's always, there's always an episode that leaves that creepiness to you so not to get to the third one but the third one was the laugh the giggle or whatever you oh know, yeah that, that was always creepy throughout <laughs> the whole yeah it was creepy throughout the show there was the the one episode um oh um, uh who turned out the lights or why is it you know what i mean the, the, oh yeah 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 science in the library who turned yeah. out the lights who does or going <laughs> the kid back with the to goggles the kid with the Eggleson. goggles yeah, yeah. yeah. are you my mommy are you my mommy yeah exactly so <laughs> that to me that was creepy as anything yeah, yeah so there's always an episode that kind of does something yeah. like that you know and what I, what I liked about this with the the villains was it was the way they went about it it just it wasn't like a, a matter of battle just outs um that i let me just create something with the sonic screwdriver or, or build a machine and stop them mm-hmm. or you know trick them into doing something and stopping them it was it was a serious like mental battle. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Of you know, they're they're not feeding off fear. They're not they're just, they're literally feeding off anything you're thinking of. Yeah. Well, and they, they were trying to replicate them, right? They were trying right. to right, right, right. And to me, that was that was actually a very smart and very different type of you know villain. Something that you're not used to seeing in Marvel or Star Wars or Star Trek or anything else. It's always mm-hmm. you know. You know, matter battle of wits or something. This is a battle of intelligence, and they're using your own intelligence against you. Mm. Um, so I, I thought that I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but just kind of overall, it was an okay episode. Um, like you said, till you get to at the end, and then it's oh, okay, here's what's going on. Right. But um. Uh. The, the 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 whole escape at the end where the spaceship is blowing up and you're like oh or this is how they're writing out Donna already and right uh, <laughs> and I and I had a feeling like he got the wrong one yeah well uh, so did I but for some reason I think he knew he got the wrong one too you know what I mean like it, it but was I don't very know if that... interesting yeah I, I wasn't like, like did, did he do that sense. intentionally so that he can throw her back like I, I don't I didn't get that one <laughs> no, I I don't think. I think you're supposed to believe he did not do that on purpose, that he did grab the wrong one by accident. Right. But when he was, and at it the was, con- the, it was the, the console reading that said it was, it, he had the wrong one. 
Oh, is that right? Because like I was going to say, when he was at the council, you could see him doing that side eye thing, like waiting for her, like, you know, I got the wrong one kind right, of deal. Right, because so, if you looked at the screen, uh-huh. it was showing that the, the proportions of her body were wrong. Oh, see, that was quick. I missed that. I didn't yes. see that. Well, again, the, the, the smartness of Doctor Who is that sometimes there are little things that you don't, you don't intentionally, you don't always see. Yeah. But they're there. They they do put those details in. Um, so that's why he said oh, you were off by an eighth of an inch or something like that. Or, right. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your wrists were wrong. Yeah. Because uh, like if you go back uh, first season of Matt Smith, which I know you're you've seen or are on, mm-hmm. um, and when they were dealing with the crack. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's he up. would be constantly looking on the monitor. Mm-hmm. In the crack and the crack would be showing up and right. that crack is in every episode sometimes they sh- they you know focus in on it other times they didn't but there that crack does show up everywhere uh same thing in the first season in the first season in every episode the word bad wolf shows up somewhere yeah i remember that mm-hmm. so <clears throat> and again sometimes it's a focal point sometimes it isn't but so they they will put those details in there that they don't necessarily always try to hit you over the head with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, again, that's something that I like about that. You know, it's not like, oh, here's this giant hint. Yeah. You know, if you see the hint, great. If you don't, um, that's where it is. Um, anything else you want to bring up on this one? Because I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to the next yeah, one. Yeah, this one, I, I think that basically covered it. Because it wasn't a lot that went on in the second no. episode. <laughs> no, there really wasn't. I mean, the robot, okay, he was kind of cool, but I mean. Yeah, he was cool, but, it, but he, he. Yeah. I, I <laughs> he liked how really the slow. ship kept on changing and rearranging it. And right. Like I said, I, I thought the ship special effects were a lot better than the, the special effects of the aliens, right. especially when they were stretching them. I thought they, okay, you're looking a little lackluster in the special effects budget. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to cut corners where you got to cut corners, man. Again, it, it wasn't anything that really killed it for me. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of like, yeah, okay. Makes it a little more, less terrifying. Right. And then yeah. again, that might have been kind of the, the point. The intention. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's going, again, it's going on Disney Plus. So you kind of want to keep it family oriented. You don't want to scare away the young ones if the young ones are watching it. So Until they know. watch Giggle. Until they watch Giggle. <laughs> Man, uh, it's like okay, so we we finished the blue wild blue yonder where they end up on Earth, and the the cameo parents um, that I was not expecting at all um, happens, and I just I had a huge smile on my face and my heart sank um, for. Uh, uh, Cribbins, um, Wilfred Moff, uh, Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. Um, which also kind of goes to show you, and I sent you the, uh, I didn't realize you hadn't seen it yet, but um, kind of gives you an idea. They they filmed this well over a year ago because um, uh, Bernard Cribbins unfortunately passed away July 27th, 2022. So mm-hmm. it wasn't long after they recorded that bit. Yeah. Um, but for the fact that he got to show back up in it, uh, because he was such a beloved character yeah. during his season, uh, during Donna's season, 
that you know bringing him back just just for that little bit uh, well, to, to be honest i i had originally thought he passed away anyway because uh they did you know when they said he's in the home you know what I right mean? And, and that's how i thought they ran out the character it's like okay they don't want to kill him off because right. he's such a beloved character so they're just gonna you know write him out that way and it's the same thing i thought too this was filmed after you know he passed mm-hmm. and then for him to show up in that episode um I, I did not. That's like the to me the, like the saving grace of that that episode, yeah. uh, and, and kind of introduce and introduce you into the the following episode, um, which he it, that's the only time you see him out of the three, and mm-hmm. just to get those couple minutes was special. It was special, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, but so I was expecting them to kind of pick right up from there. Nope, we start back in the early 1900s with a gentleman walking into a toy shop with a very interesting character (laughs) at the other end, um, where we introduced to Neil Patrick Harris's um, The Toy Maker, strange enough, working in a shop, and he wants to, the guy's buying a doll for his, his boss who's creating television. And man, he is Neil Patrick Harris was so good. Such a the performance. It was it was creepy and I don't want to say lovable, mm-hmm. but like there was a different paradigm to it. He's creepy and something else all at the same time. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay, you're just like kooky. But then when you like listen to some of the words that he says, it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he delivered the lines like, uh, like nothing I've seen in, in a while, man. Like he, it was just like it, it, the, his facial expressions going from like the evil look. Then he would change it to just like straight face look. But, you know, it, I'm sure you picked up on that. I don't know if I'm explaining it the, the right way, but yeah, like, yeah. he, it, he, I wasn't expecting, like, I knew he was in it, but I wasn't expecting that kind of performance, you know? <laughs> no, neither was I. I mean, okay, because you saw him in the, the previews, and he's just, you know, in the top hat, and he's kind of waving. It's like, okay, you, you he's going to be kind of goofy. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. It, it's, you know, um, no, it's Neil Patrick Harris, How I Met Your Mother. You're right, going to get exactly. that kind of, you know, performance. Not this. I no, mean, not even close. <laughs> wow, not even close. Um, he um, so the BBC did something smart. They released, uh, they they have footage of the the last bit of the Celestial Toy Maker, which was the episode that this one um, is gets its inspiration from. Uh, which is a first doctor episode from 1964 probably and um he is you know hence the name celestial he is this um being that has these um omnipotent powers of controlling matter and time um and he's into these games and the the doctor outwitted him like the the, the doctor had him. Uh, the toy maker had the doctor beat, and 
he tries to, you know, the doctor really just kind of out positions him uh, and out and outsmarts him and out talks him uh, to defeat him and get him trapped. And at the end of the episode, he said, well, you know, the, the, the spaceship he was on blew up or the planet that he was on blew up, but you know, he'll be back. You know, you, you can't, you can't stop him. Mm. And, you know, 60 years later, he shows back up, but, um, was there different, uh, like the, the doctor with different, you know, faces and stuff like that. Were there different versions of the toy, toy maker? Because it looked like they did a little scene where they changed his face over the course of time and then brought it up to Neil Patrick Harris's face. You know what I mean? So they, they gave you a clip back to the original episode. So you saw William Hartnell, uh, the first doctor and, um, the actor who played the, the toy maker, um, and you, so you got a little clip of that, mm-hmm. but you didn't, um, no, the, the, that character only showed up in that one episode. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's... Um, Same character, uh, different face, I'm assuming. Right? Different actor, obviously, because Neil Patrick right. Harris was not alive. In, uh, or yeah, right, alive back in then. I'm trying to... Because I saw something interesting. I'm trying to find it here. The social toy maker. Um, I'm trying to find out that the the actor who played the toy maker actually has shown up in other things. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, I digress. Yeah, it, it's a character that, he like said, was from a long time ago. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that they uh, they now finally brought back, and they've done that a couple of times. I'm still waiting for the uh, the meddling monk to show back up. Mm. Um, he's not a time lord. He's some other entity. Mm. Um. But it's like, you know, people could you know, talk about Thanos. I think this guy's even more terrifying because mm. he's, I mean, he's, Thanos has a plan and here's, you know, has a logic behind. This guy is just off his kilter. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. In <laughs> um, just kind of the, the way that they, they set everything up and just everything kind of fell into place neatly. Um, you know, it's, you know, when the doctor goes back in time and the doctor meets him, it doesn't recognize who it is. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, here we go. From 1966 is when the, the social toy maker, uh, came out and, oh, yes. Here it is. Michael Goog. G-O-U-G-H. Okay. Was the actor who played the toy maker. And everyone's going to go, why are you bringing this up? <laughs> um, 
because he is a beloved British actor um, who's who's done a lot of things, uh, and he he's you know he's he's been in one or two little movies, uh, a lot of British stuff. Obviously, he was in Dorothy uh, um, Scott's A Christmas Carol. Um, yeah, he just kind of loved a lot of wonderful things, and probably besides the celestial toymaker, most people probably know him as Alfred from Michael Keaton's Batman. Really, <laughs> that's awesome. I did not. Well, obviously, I didn't. Yeah, that's my man. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> uh, he, he's best known for for playing Alfred uh, Pennyworth in um, the four Batman um, movies from 89, 92, 95, and 97. So, uh, let's see. Okay. Um yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah, passed away 2011. So obviously he, they can't bring him back. But yeah, right. he played the the toy maker. Hmm. Uh, I, I you know, like I said I made a prediction and I, I forget if I mentioned on the show or not, um but at some point I mentioned that watch they are going to announce around this time that the celestial toy maker will be coming to to Blu-ray. Um, that they gave it the anime treat- treatment that they gave a lot of the um, lost episodes uh, that they've been doing for Patrick Troughton's Doctor, uh, being the Abominable Snowman, um, Underwater Menace, uh, uh, Power of the Daleks, uh, um, all those different ones, Evil of the Daleks. So that they they made that announcement right uh just before all this uh, this stuff was coming out that you can pre-order it was not unfortunately not coming out till maybe april of next year uh but they did do uh, an animated treatment for the toy maker which generally what that means is that they have the complete audio mm-hmm. from either found film reels or what they used to do was they recorded the audio on the set as they were filming and they kept that separate. And so they've, they found all these pieces. They were put it together and between uh, the pieces of film that they had or production stills animate out the, the show. So you get the show. I mean, it's, it's not the original, but it's, you know, the closest thing you're going to get from something that, you are guaranteed never to see ever. Mm-hmm. Um, this one they're doing instead of uh, kind of a, a 2D uh, animation. So I would almost say hand-drawn uh, animation. It was It's not, but it, it's a 2D type of hand-drawn. This is a 3D CGI, um, much more along the lines of something that Pixar would put out mm. not to that type of standard, but it, it's, right. you know, it's not like the, the ones that they've been doing for Patrick Troughton. Um, 
but yeah, I it's saw that and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm buying this one because it's one of the episodes that I've been wanting to see forever. Um, so yeah, that that was I my prediction. I'm like, they're going to release this DVD around this time. They released the pre-order, the DVD. We still have to wait for a few months, but either way, it is coming. Um, oh, you so might. You can, it, 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 if all of them sell out too, you might have to wait a while, man. Depending on how many uh, copies they 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 pump out. That that is yet to happen, but if it does, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so what what are your takes on the giggle? Um. The only like if you're a non who person going into that, the only when he who was cutting the, what's that? Mm. The cutting the strings when he was cutting and... the strands and it's talking about all the all the companions and stuff like that, which I thought was kind of cool in a way though because he's like she died and and uh, the doctor would come up with like an excuse of like no, but he came back or or the exit their their essence. She died because of old age, right? <laughs> Well, that's all right then. <laughs> that, so, that was that was brilliant because it's the toy maker messing. Yeah, with, it's like I know what you've done. I've yeah. seen what you've done, and you keep on saying you're this good person, but look what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought that was brilliant. Oh, when they introduced Mel, how okay. how was that for you? Because I take that differently than you're going to take it. Um, I, was she from the the? Is she from the segments that I'm watching, or was she from the the originals? She's from the what's considered the classic series. The classics. Yes. So I was fine with that. I kind of just rolled with it because I just looking at her, I could tell she was an older lady. So I kind of figured she was from back then, and I just went with whatever dialogue that they had, you know, explaining who she was. You know what I'm saying? So uh, obviously I'm, I'm I don't I haven't seen that, so I, I would assume it hit a little bit better for you. Like it would have been nice to see her like a cameo. Yeah, for you. But like for me, it was like okay, he was with her at one point. Now he's not. You know, <laughs> it, it didn't. There wasn't like an emotional attachment for me. In, in other words, yeah, Mel Bush is the character. She was um, yes, yeah. uh, sixth Doctor going into seventh Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, looks a lot younger there. Yeah, she, she was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you know shows up in um in this one. Uh, she she was fun. Yeah. Uh, she she was fun for for her time. Um, I did like the scene where they had the uh the game where they were challenged we challenged him to play the game and they had the cards and Donna was like no he's gonna cheat. And but he like stopped her real quick. The doctor is like, no, he has to play. He's buying by the rules. He has to accept the rules. And you know, so it was like a cool little back and forth about, you know, how if it, they explained it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Good, well enough where you can you know figure it out or or whatever, you know. So, uh, but he still ended up losing, and he was like, he talked his way out of it, which a doctor usually can do. He's like, best, you know what. You won the first best match. Out of three. I yeah. won the second match. You know what that means? Best out of three. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like such a childish thing, right? But in the context of everything, yeah. it was brilliant. 
and and it it had worked and i didn't feel like okay this is cheap or everything um you know and just even the part where they're walking through that maze you know Mm -hmm. they they chase them in the to the toy shop they go through the door and then they're in his realm yeah and you know the doctor finds the the guy who bought the 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 doll and now he's part of the doll and that uh, that was creeping in like really cool and then uh donna ends up in another room and there was the other dolls and they start going after that was <laughs> she, was, she was funny there though because like she she does what she does with the one against the wall and then she looks at the other ones yeah. and like who's next or something like that you know yeah. they only they just they walk start back. backing away <laughs> yeah. that 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 whole segment was intense and i thought just like really really well done and like i said it just pulled me right in and it it was that creepy factor like the hide behind the couch type of moments yeah um if if there was one like cheesy or campy kind of moment it was when uh neil patrick harris was coming in uh you know doing his little whatever song and dance and everybody kept trying to shoot him and it was nothing but like confetti or something coming out of the guns and everything you know but i I, I still enjoyed that scene but i could see how you know I, at first, I thought, oh, this is kind of stupid. But the more I watched it, the more I got into it, I'm thinking, yeah. this is great. Yeah. This is actually... <laughs> because, again, it just shows how much control he has over everything. He's just like, you know, you can't yeah. stop me. Yeah. And I am going to have fun destroying you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not like, you know, I take no pleasure in this. You know, no, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, and you can't figure me out. And... Um, you know, the, the doctor gives him this whole, you know, after that, the whole song and dance part, uh, the doctor gives him this whole speech about let's, you know, work together, you know, look, the, all the good that you can do and this and that. And the toy makers, you know, you can see he's thinking for a second, the yeah. doc, the toy maker and the doctor. No. And then, uh, blast him. <laughs> How about the scene? Where they all run out, he's in the cannon, the toy maker's in the cannon, and yeah. they run out, they're like, Where where did our guards go or something like that? They were out here. Oh, there's they're probably still falling. falling. <laughs> and then like two seconds later you hear thud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was dying. I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> well, it's like, his character was written so brilliantly. I mean, yeah. like I said, you go back and to listen to like when he's shuffling the cards and he's mm-hmm. telling you these stories. Yeah. They're messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he talks about the master and, you know, oh, the master. And then you see his tooth. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you yeah. know oh, the master is now his tooth, yeah. uh, which comes back at the end. Yeah. Which uh, to, to that point, like, is uh, I guess that'll be for the next doctor. Like, a, uh, yep. like they'll that's how they're bringing the master in and yeah, back yeah. into that. Um, you know, he's like, I, you know, you know, I played against God and I made him a jack or something like that or the mm-hmm. joker or what yeah, yeah as he's shuffling like just talking about all the stuff that you know who's tried to stop me and mm-hmm. i've destroyed them yeah yeah well who picked up the tooth i know it was a girl because well i'm assuming it's hand. a female because you see yeah. the hand uh <laughs> but like you like i'm wondering who that was we 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 don't we don't know but that again that harkens back to um one of the, the David Tennant episodes, uh, 
where he was facing the master. The, the master was destroyed. And was it the fob? It was a ring or a fob of the masters that um, someone steals. I think it was a ring. Yes. I think that I think it was a ring. Uh, so again, kind of borrowing from stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also get, you know, at this point we get to meet the the new doctor. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Which I cannot pronounce his name. Um, do I have it on my, my cheat sheet here? Uh, I don't think it's on here. Uh, no, no, I just have Catherine Tate. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we we get to meet the the new doctor. Um, what did you think of? <clears throat> Excuse me. What did you think of how they? Because usually it's a regeneration. Now yeah. What was it? What was it? A bi-gener? What do they call it? A bi-generation split? What the? What the? What they call it? <laughs> Sudi Gatwa. That's his name. Sudi Gatwa. Um. By the whole bi-generation thing. Now that's new. That's new to the to it. I'm assuming. That uh, that is new to the canon. Yes. Okay. So how do you feel about that? Like. And like now again, I'm getting to that point where how many David Tennants are out there? Because I, I got to get and watch this because I, I I really have to finish this up because there was the original David Tennant, and then there was the one that went off with Rose. Yep, the clone. Yep, the clone. And then David Tennant changed into Matt Smith, right? Yep. And now you have so he's gone. So now you, there's still two David Tennants yep. <laughs> hanging out. There's a clone, and then there's a real one. With Donna. There's one with Rose and one with Donna. So, yep. like, and they're okay with that. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, uh, then. I, 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 um, th- this is kind of, and th- this is where I, I knocked the, the score down a little bit. Because I'm like, oh, I, are you, uh, are you trying to make it so the Doctor has a happy ending for once at, at the end of a regeneration? Right. Um, is it also another way of doing it that, okay, here is a definitive split between, okay, kind of here's the old and here's the new, very symbolic. Right. Um, is it, we don't know how to write ourselves out of this. (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) And, And that's kind of where I felt like, okay, it's like, oh. We're 50 minutes in, like we're over an hour on this episode. Mm-hmm. Hour, you know, we're at 70 minutes for this episode alone. Um, but we, uh, you know, we're at 50 minutes. So we need to wrap this up. Um, okay, this is what we do. Um, someone mentioned that it, it, it's a tradition a lot of times on these anniversary or special um, um, homework episodes that you have a multi-doctor episode and this was their way of doing that. I don't know if I fully buy that. Um, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going more with that. They didn't want to kill off David Tennant's character again. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just not thrilled with how they went about it because I think they went about it in a goofy sort of way and I thought there could have been a more um, 
a better way that they could have done it. Like, okay, he, at least in my mind, how, how this could have probably played out a little better and then see what you think is that, okay, the whole thing happens. The, the girls are at his side. He regenerates. You have the, the explode, you know, the, the light and everything, that whole thing that that's become the regeneration right. way. Mm-hmm. And you, you see the girl's face, so you pan back and it's still David Tennant. But then you hear, uh, uh, the voice from behind him and you know it, it's uh sooty you know the new doctor um you know come up from behind him like mm. okay they split at that point not right. this whole oh wait pull my arm type pull, yeah <laughs> push like, like, wait, pull, you pull yeah. my finger <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> so to me that was that was a little ridiculous yeah. in, in my mind I, does it kill the whole episode for me? No, it's just no. like okay, you're getting a little silly here. But, but it's like, same... but he, he's still out there. He has his own TARDIS, right? They, they gave yes. him right. So he's like, he's still. So I'm wondering if that's just their way. Uh, we could still use him down the road if we want to have him make a cameo or something. I, I, yeah, I don't but know. But Doctor Who, that that happens anyway. Right. Right. You know, you, you famous examples: the three Doctors or the five Doctor episode, um, and. You know, doctors from the past come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pull out of their time stream and they they interact. Um, so there's there's already been a precedence for that. So for them to go in on this angle, uh, you know, it's like David Tennant saying, you know, just don't kill me at the end of it. Right. It's like, all right, we'll write you out this way. Um, <laughs> it's like Harrison Ford saying, "You will take me out in this. I don't want to do Han Solo right. anymore." Right. <laughs> um, so it, it's. There's, there's got to be some sort of intent behind it. Obviously, I just I don't know what it is. Um, but I, as I, more I watched that se- uh, segment or that scene and what happened, it's like okay, I don't like the fact that okay they they really literally pulled each other apart. Yeah. But if you paid attention, they're both wearing the same outfit. Mm-hmm. As in, uh, so he has the shirt. Yeah, but he had no pants. Shirt and the shoes and the socks. <laughs> where Tenet has the vest and the pants, right. no shoes or socks, and no shirt. <laughs> so they, they, they literally like, split the his the outfit board. in half. Like, <laughs> you know what? Okay, that I, I, I like what you're doing there. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay. So with the, with the brief, what, five, ten minutes you got of the new Doctor... Uh, did you get, ca- did you catch any vibes on him? Did, you know, did, what's your first impression of what you've seen in limited, uh, screen time? I, I think he's going to be fun. Um, he, he's got a lot of energy to him. And, uh, the one moment that kind of sold me on him was when they're in the console room and Ted and the two of them are talking and he, the new one is referencing you know all these old episodes it's like we fought the ice warriors and the gods of ragnarok and Mm -hmm. this and that and that and this and this and that and that and this and this and you know going through each doctor and bringing up you know episodes from the past and and paying homage to you know, the past 60 years, basically. I'm like, okay, finally we're, get, we're getting, you know, this um, kind of down. 
And, you know, but I think in some ways that's, and this is kind of how I think it, you know, whatever I'm saying that that's kind of a, you know, here's the old and here's the new. He was saying, your doctor is tired. You know, I'm not. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is the old Doctor Who. Here's the new Doctor Who. Yeah. And it's not just a regeneration. It's almost kind of like a, a, a complete reboot. Like a, yeah, rebirth or something. Yeah. 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 You know, like, uh, they've said that before. They said that with Jody Whittaker as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much I buy into that. But yeah. it is a, uh, it's a definitive clean cut in going, you know, you know, here's our new direction. Um, you know, the taking the clown hammer and and splitting the TARDIS and two. I mean, okay, that's a bit goofy too, but <laughs> whatever. But see, for uh, me, that's like fitting, and, and that's what I like about the show because that's kind of for me. It didn't it, that didn't detract uh, distract me or whatever to, from the episode because I just expect that kind of more, stuff. More more opening, say, grumpy old guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> grumpy old man. That's true, um, but. Again, it didn't take me out of it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you expect like some ridiculous stuff to to, to happen. So uh, I, I think he's, you know, from what I've seen, I think there's promise with the new guy. Yes. Um he, he 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 looks like he's in the role, man. You know, he he has that flamboyancy of of a doctor and stuff. Um, so we'll we'll see. You know, obviously we have to watch his stuff to and then you know better judge it. But you know they're. Uh, from what I've gotten from that, he looks like he's going to be good. So yeah, he, he has the energy yeah, yeah, of a, a new energy. doctor like Matt Smith, like David Tennant, like Tom Baker, um, even Patrick Trout to to an extent, uh, and Colin Baker, all had um, and uh, uh, Peter Davison. I'd be a miss not to mention him. They all brought this energy whenever they came onto this. Um, into the role and you know things balanced out as they want but kind of this energy to, to pull you into them and he seems to have that mm-hmm. which is why I think, you know think okay <laughs> this is a good thing this is you know it's going to be uh work out fine um obviously in a little over a week we will find out because the the christmas special uh will be dropping around christmas time uh, the weekend of christmas and we'll be able to see it then and um, get a better appreciation for his doctor. We'll meet his new companion. Uh, at that point, um, and the new season is coming on Disney Plus, right? That's yes. <clears throat> so from here on out, all the next year, yep, everything is Disney Plus here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll meet Ruby in the next episode, and um, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to see. Where they're going, I, I you know, with cautious optimism, mm-hmm. uh, moving forward, it's not going to stop me from watching it unless it gets really bad. But I, I made it through the the past two seasons, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, I, I I feel good about where we're we're heading. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, just cautious optimism. I mm-hmm. guess that that's my thing. Okay. So, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, if you have three hours, I, I highly suggest watching it. Oh, so, absolutely. Um, yeah. if, even if you've never watched it before, mm-hmm. 
then we just spoil a whole bunch of stuff for you. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh, but even if yeah, but even if you you still like curious and you, you listen through because you wanted to find out more, definitely give it a try. I mean, again, yeah. what are you going to lose? Yeah. Um, and just leave yourself open to something that will be familiar and new altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's another sci-fi show. Yeah, you know, incredible things happen. There's monsters attacking Earth every other week, and the people things are blowing up, and you know, people don't realize spaceships are flying through the sky. But you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's part of the beauty of it. It also that it you know it will take you anywhere and at any time. I mean, you know, going back to the guy who invented television. I mean, yeah, yeah. In, in how they they went about it. And um, as, as creepy as it was to see that doll catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're just like sitting there. I'm like, um, guys, anybody, nobody can smell like the burnt rubber or whatever the doll is. Yeah, you know, burnt wood like, dust and the hair and, <laughs> uh, and the giggle. And the, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Creepy and great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing <laughs> yep. to be stuck in the head. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's. Um, Check it out. Yes. And, you know, decide for yourself, but don't sell it short um, just because it's a, it's a British sci-fi show. It is, it is, it's been around for 60 years for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's hoping that it's around for another 60 plus more. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch all 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try as hard as I can. But I'll try, yes. <laughs> so, and on that note, Dave, um, thank you for uh, for joining us and entertaining us. Uh, sorry, like I said at the top of the episode, we're probably going to go a little long. We did, so um, we're going to wrap right up. Yep. And, uh, you know, let us know what you thought. And uh, thank you. Thank you for um, for joining in. Yeah, thank you for having me once again. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Again, joining the conversation on our social networks. We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, uh, X, YouTube, at WD MagicCast. You can also send us a voice message through the uh, Spotify website or uh, Spotify podcast app. Thank you for your time. We want to thank you for your time. Um, we truly appreciate you, come, you know, come along on this adventure with us um, and joining in every episode. Um, I know how little time everyone has these days, and especially with the holiday season being around, things are even more crazier. And the fact that we get to spend some time together truly means a lot to me, a lot to us over here at WD MagicCast. Please uh, let people know that you're listening share out a link on the social networks tell other people about it um, to check the show out and if you really really want to help us out go to apple podcast or spotify leave a rating or review on there um, those podcasters will catchers will help um, promote our show and people do read and look at their reviews we have all five star reviews at the moment keep them coming um, the more d- people involved the better Hope believed in a big Disney family, and so do we. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when a new episode is posted. Um, while you're at it, though, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Truly help the show out. You can do this over at uh, Spotify.com slash support. Um, or, again, check out our merchandise shop uh, where you, over at Public, where you get himself some really cool WD MagicCast stuff. I mean, I'm wearing one of the sweatshirts right now. It's really comfortable. Um, it's soft. It's, you know, keeps me warm. And it's got the logo on it, so you help the show out, too. Um, and you get something nice to wear. Because um, remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. In Japan, broken objects are often repaired with gold, as the flaw is seen as a unique piece of the object's history. Consider this next time you feel broken. Never give up. Never give in on yourself. You are someone special. The world needs someone like you. You are here for a reason. It's not by accident. Um, Never give up. Never give in. Be your own hero. And now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote, not from Walt Disney, but from the doctor himself. Every great decision creates ripples, like a huge boulder dropped in a lake. The ripples merge and rebound off the banks in unforeseen ways. The heavier the decision, the larger the waves, the more uncertain the consequences. That one, and then actually I'd like to add in one more. In 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important. That's from the 11th Doctor. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.